0: you about to witness my thoughts. Just my thoughts, man. Right or wrong. Hey, put the music back, Let's get the party back cracking up my money. my money Have conversations with cool people. So what's up, brother?
1: What's up, dude? I'm excited for this. We were just at Starbucks <laughs> and literally we got into the conversation. He's like, you wanna go podcast? I'm like, yeah. sure,
0: why not? So uh Jay and I share an office here with Zach. Hummel and uh there's a Starbucks right below. And Jay hit me up earlier this week. He's like, "Hey, it's been a while. Let's get some coffee." So we were downstairs and just having a good conversation. Within like the first two minutes of me sitting down, and yeah, I was like, "Dude, let's just go fucking podcast." So uh yeah, we're here. So I'm. uh
1: Tell me about so you got into this like I want to hear more about this entrepreneur group you've been yeah part of. So for the last three and a half years, I've done a lot of my work online. Um, with uh, with online health fitness coaching, so it started, I think about three and a half years ago now, going on four years this upcoming year, and you know it started out with being just a very small small um, business where I was making a couple grand a month, you know, here and there, and. Um, really wasn't any kind of structure, strategy, no systems behind it. Literally, I was just relying on people hitting me up on Instagram saying, hey, I'm interested in coaching. And I also was linked up with one of my past mentors, which had a huge, you know, social media following, big fitness name. And I would get a lot of my clients just, you know, through exposure from him and on his website and, and whatnot. So, over the last three years, I've just been kind of coasting with it, you know. Um, when people would hit me up on Instagram, I would, uh, you know, they would hit me up in the DMs. They'd say, hey, I'm interested in coaching. They'd, you know, I'd occasionally post about coaching. They would hit me up be like, okay, here's a link to my website. Here's what I offer. Uh, you know, I have two packages. I have a nutrition package. I have a full coaching. That's your training and your nutrition. You know calls each week or biweekly whatever it looked like at that point, and uh, since I was on the defense though I was playing defense with with my business and just letting people come to me and and, and then sending them a link to the website with the price and everything on there yeah. and that was it literally no sales, no yeah. structure, no strategy, nothing and uh it was going well you know I'd have a couple decent months here and there and um, but mostly it was a couple grand a month you know and and it was it was just letting me get allowing me to get by essentially did that for three years and uh once I moved to Indy, um about a year and a half ago, uh, you know, I got more into doing in-person coaching as well. And that, you know, another, another, you know, business essentially, and, uh, another income along with it. And so then, you know, I had the online business still just kind of coasting with it when people would come to me. Great. You know, I was doing the in-person coaching, uh, and, uh, some of the things here and there. And, uh, this past year though, was, I don't know, April, one of my friends, Tyler, uh, I was telling you about him as well. He, uh, was in the mortgage industry now. He's doing his own thing with credit and stuff. But he would always post this, uh, like every single week, he would post a picture of this group that he was in. It was like a Zoom call with a bunch of, you know, different faces. And I was like, what is this, you know? And so he, uh, he basically, you know, I, he hit me up and was like, "Hey, you know, here's what it is. Like, you know, it's this business coaching group, kind of life coaching as well. More of like, more of like a group of like-minded people um, that really hold each other accountable. And uh, there's a lot of personal development involved in it too, a lot of business coaching, but very, you know, multifaceted type thing. And uh, he's like, you know, they offer a 90 day program. You get in there, you know, and you kind of share what your business is and, and what you're looking to do. They help you build the business. They help keep you accountable, to your personal development, everything, essentially pushing you to do the shit that you know you need to do that you're just not doing. Right. So and I was like, like, oh,
0: accountability or uh, essentially." accountability but there's
1: also like i said a lot of personal development involved we have two calls a week where like you know we go into different lessons whether it be you know mindfulness talking about spirituality stuff or it's you know some sort of business topic or um, developing vision for your life like whatever that looks like and then on sundays we have a call where um, you fill out a form before the call and you just break down how your week was kill one to five where your wins where your losses you know where did you fail where do you need to improve the upcoming week what are your goals for the upcoming week and uh and i was like oh that sounds awesome Uh, and and i was like well how much does it cost and he's like thirty five hundred dollars for 90 days I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Thirty five hundred dollars in ninety days, that's a big investment. And uh so right away I was like, nah, like I ain't gonna do that. And so I started following the dude that, you know, run, ran the group and digging into some of his content and just really hit home and, and it, Who is that? His name's Brody Kern, really cool guy. Yeah, follow him on Instagram, really, really cool guy. He's a really cool story from being just a you know total drug addict for years, getting into a lot of trouble, and um, just kind of just you know being uh, lost. And uh, a couple years ago, finally just kind of started to figure things out. Got you know very into spirituality, and he's um, it, just always been really good at business and sales and whatnot. But now he's just he's he's, he's basically his passion is just to help young yeah. entrepreneurs grow themselves so and develop themselves. His spoke Kern K E R N. Okay, and so I started following him, and and uh, and, and like I said, I wasn't going to do the the, the you know, the thing at all because it was $3,500. Like, fuck that. And uh, at that point, $3,500 is a lot. So, DM'd him one day or something, and we ended up hopping on a call. And like I said, he's really good at sales. <laughs> we get on the call, and, and essentially he sells me on, on the, those calls. Yeah, where like, it's like, Damn, I, I don't really feel like- <laughs> wish I could do this right now. You yeah. got me sold. That's man. it, dude. Like, <laughs> they feel like there's no escape. And, uh, but I I basically told him, though, like, this is how I've always been. I was like, you know what? I follow my soul with pretty much everything. Like, I really listen to my heart and, like, you know, the universe. And I was like, I'm not gonna commit on this call. Like, I'm really interested, but, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna think about it for a day or two. And he's like, all right. He's like, you know, most people that don't commit on the phone, which I've now realized now that I've started to get into sales, if people don't commit on the phone, it's very, it's very no. small. It's, yeah. a, it's a no, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, he, he's like, you know, promise me you'll meditate on it. And I'm like, sure. So usually I meditate in the shower. So I get off the call. Interesting. I, yeah, I got off, got off the call. Standing and, or? Yeah, just thinking. Yeah. I do real meditation now too where like I, you know, I do guided meditation. We can get more into that. But I went upstairs and got in the shower and in hot shower and just think about it. I'm like, this is really interesting. You know, like I felt, I felt like I was kind of on the verge of this breakthrough. And I felt like I was, you know, continuing to progress with everything. But I felt like I, I could use a little bit of a push. And, yeah. um, you know, just to really force me to do the shit I knew I needed to do that I wasn't doing. And uh, I was like, universe, if this is the next, you know, move for me, then like let me know. And so I get out of the shower, I go downstairs, and I'm doing whatever, and I'm eating, I think. I think is what I, I was eating. And all of a sudden, dude, the electricity goes out. And electric- <laughs> I'd lived here almost, you know, a year and a half, and the electricity had never gone out. And the electricity suddenly went out. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's really weird. Like, that's a weird sign. And at this point, I was very uncomfortable with being alone with my thoughts, right? And that's something I'm really diving into right now is most people, 99.9% of people, are not comfortable with their thoughts, whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. They're drowning out their thoughts any way they can. They're watching TV. They're listening to podcasts. They're, they're diving into, you know, food. They're smoking weed. They're drinking alcohol. They're having, you know, just, you know, sex all the time and, and just all these different things that you can do to drown out your thoughts. That's interesting. Yeah. And so at that point, that was one of the things he really talks about is like, you know, becoming comfortable with your thoughts. And uh, so I, I, you know, I went upstairs. The electricity was still off. I got in bed. And at that point, I was smoking a lot of weed and, like, listening to podcasts before bed so, like, I wouldn't have to lay there and, like, you know, be with my thoughts, essentially, mm-hmm. or call my girlfriend at that point. And so I got in bed, and I realized that my phone was on 1%. So I couldn't listen to anything. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I couldn't distract myself at all. The electricity's still out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just laying there. And I'm like, oh, whoa, this is a weird sign. So I was like, you know, it just felt right. So I was like, fuck it. The next day um, I was like, I'm in, you know, so I paid the money and a uh, huge investment at that time. And I was real nervous. I was like, fuck, did I just waste $3,500. Right, yeah. Got into the group though. And just loved it right away. Just the accountability of like doing, again, doing the shit that I know I needed to do the personal development stuff, you know, reading on a daily basis, meditating things that i have been in and out of very inconsistently the last three years. And I always feel a benefit from, and, um, and on top of getting consistent with those things, like actually starting to learn real business, starting to understand that, you know, there's certain structures and strategies and systems that you need to have a successful business and yeah. starting to learn sales too, that I'd never, I'd never had learned sales at all. Like I didn't even, I, again, I was playing the defense. So couple of tangible things that I added right away was took you know all the stuff off my website for my coaching pulled the pricing everything off of there Mm -hmm. and I started making posts on my Instagram stories of like lead-ins basically getting people to lead into my DMs to ask me about my services or making polls like are you struggling to get the results that you want to see with your with your training are you struggling to achieve the body that you want to achieve whatever that looks like people vote yes I go into their direct messages get a conversation going and come from a standpoint of like I want to help you. I'm not just here to make money off you. like that's not what I want at all. Like I want to truly help you. So what are you struggling with? You know Why aren't you achieving the results you want to achieve? Here's how I think I can potentially help you. Let's hop on a call. Are you interested? We hop on a call run through again the same shit like why why are you struggling why are you not doing the things you want to do where are you you know where are you missing here's what i can provide you um and you know not and this is another thing i learned with sales too is um benefits over features it's so easy to just puke out the features like here's what i can fucking offer you i'll do this every week and this and that and it's like people don't give a fuck they want to know what they're going to get from it yeah So really just diving in and drilling on the benefits by the end of the call like they don't even know how much it costs but they know that they fucking want to do this and I give them the price. I break it down to them on a weekly price. It's like, hey, and in, in, you know, my prices have increased uh, quite a bit. But um, my price for one of my programs is nine hundred bucks for ninety days, and it breaks down to literally like sixty-nine bucks a week. I think mm-hmm. is what it is. And I'm like, this is sixty-nine bucks a week. I charge more than that for one session of my time in person. Like one fucking session, you come in and work out with me for you know sixty minutes, right. and uh, kind of give them like an idea, relative you know, perspective for it. And then from there, it's like, you know, are we gonna do this or not? Like, you know, I could told you, you know, you know that you wanna achieve this, you're not achieving it. I can help you achieve this. Here's the price. Are you gonna do this or you're not? And then, you know, if they give an objection, like trying to push them a little bit, yeah. not fucking force them into a sale, but like, hey, you told me you wanna do this. You know, like what's the objection here? What's stopping you? So small things like that, dude, among many others. Yeah, it's. Helpful. I mean, dude, has exponentially increased my business and allowed me to help way more people now. Have you
0: have you had a sales background in the past? Zero. Okay. I've never done sales. Yeah. So, like, if you can learn the structure of a sale, like the the different kind of the different things you need to check off, you know, mm-hmm. check boxes. If you can figure out how to do those, and you can have a conversation in sales. That makes the like the writing of a sale even even easier, especially um, if you believe in the product too. Right? Yeah, like well, that I makes, truly that's believe that's like, it. If you're you gotta, selling something you don't believe in, you're fucked. It's gonna come through like, in even, your voice. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that's like that's it. Like understanding, I still have so much room for improvement. And that's some, an area I want to continue to grow in. But it's like understanding like. You know, all the calls pretty much, I want them to go the same way. Like, you can, if you're, you know, if you're the one making the sale, like, you need to control the call. Like, you need to control where the fuck it goes and the questions that you're asking. And, you know, and and at the end of the call, like, they're either going to do it or not. Um, But the way you pose things makes a huge difference whether they're going to do it or not.
0: Are you doing any advertising? Because one thing, like, if there's one thing that I've learned since I left my job, like, business-wise, it's that social media is great for branding, Mm -hmm. not always that great for selling it's great if you have people that like are a part of your tribe and it's much easier to sell to somebody like that but yeah. to have like an actual advertising funnel that like I so like the first like 6 months like uh, you know since I left my job mm-hmm. I was running social media for people and I couldn't figure out why the fuck I couldn't get them more sales like right. I'm good at like I'm pretty good at that yeah. like this is what I do every day but I couldn't get their sales up and it just kind of like turned into me slowly realizing like okay Not everybody's ready to buy, and yet you're marketing to everybody the same. you got to find people that are, like, actually considering, you know, know, they're at least at the consideration stage. Mm -hmm. Like, social media is great for awareness and branding and, like, loyalty. But whenever I moved over to actually advertising – sales through the roof. Really? Like, my my business has almost doubled in the last, like, four weeks because I've made that transition. Hmm.
1: Yeah, no, see, I don't, I, and I know, like, uh, social media ads are so cheap right now for, for you know, what you get, and I haven't, In and I don't, you know, part of it's that I have so much business right now that it's like I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, become more efficient with the systems and, and you know, because it's like, where it's at right now I can only handle so many people so I need to continue to learn how to like right. scale it and and um and I still have so many people within my niche that I that already have followed me for years that I can continue to tap into and help um and you know and, and add into my coaching mm-hmm. and uh so it's like it almost need to like continue to mine that first yeah you and have a pretty good
0: size following yeah
1: yeah, it's it's uh, and it's like a very like in depth. You know, it's people that have been following me for years, yeah. um, and, and you know they trust me, and because I've given them so much free value, and they That's know the I, they know I can help them. Yeah. But but I still get a lot of people that have just started following me too, which is a really good sign. It's like you know and some people are willing to buy right away like if someone you know follows you this there's a certain percentage of people a small percentage of people that are willing to buy right away but usually it's going to take a couple months or Mm -hmm. you know or half a year a year for someone to really build up the trust Mm -hmm. to like spend money uh and that was the
0: hard part like in selling
1: my services to these companies i was working with was like yes
0: i can increase your sales but it's going to take a while Mm -hmm. and people are just like they want results right away, right away, like just like everybody does for everything in their lives. Everything, right? We want it now, microwave mentality. But the switching over to the ads has been like, yeah, game changer. Really interesting. I wonder total how that would uh,
1: work with my business, like with the coaching.
0: I mean, it starts with the problem, and then like uh, a book I read this year was called Story Branding. I think that's what it's called, and it was like a total mind fuck for the way that I market services market products totally different like you it's based around that person being the hero instead of you being the hero like too many brands are positioning themselves like i'm here to save you i am the messiah i got you right whenever we should be talking about like i'm the guide you're the hero imagine how your hero's journey is going to look whenever you go from being fat out of shape and terrible mentally and all this shit to working with me you meet me we work together and now you're a fucking superhero interesting
1: yeah Yeah, from pain to uh, pleasure almost, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, To go back to that group thing, though, like the larger point with that is that because it's paid off exponentially. And I literally paid my investment off from the group just by getting guys that are in the group to join my group. And then on top of like everything else that I've benefited from the group, it's like, man, the biggest thing I learned from that was that you got to be willing to like, if it feels right, just like make that leap. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. no matter what the investment looks like, or, you know, whether even if it's not even a financial investment, like for me, moving to Indy was, you know, extremely uncomfortable. And like, it, you know, I moved from a brand new house to a fucking college house. And I left, you know, a, a mentor that had a ton of connections it was one of the biggest fitness names in the industry. And it was like, you know, it's like, you, if you fucking feels right, you just got to make the leap, dude. And, and people yeah. are so fucking afraid to make the leap. And I get it. It's tough. And it's, it's super uncomfortable, dude. But like that discomfort's like where you truly fucking grow right. and evolve and thrive.
0: It is remarkable. Like the guy that you were working for is like, like you literally just said he's like one of the biggest names he's, in the yeah, industry. Yeah,
1: he's huge. <laughs> he is huge. But it, it, like I said, it, dude, it just, and I knew moving here, like it was going to totally, you know, sever that tie completely just because of the nature of, of you know, of who I was coming to work with and their relationship and what had happened there and um, a lot of moving parts there, but like for me it didn't matter because like my soul was literally pushing me this way and and it felt so right that like I couldn't not do it. Yeah. and you I was can't like, listen "Fuck it." To
0: your heart, then, like, he, what do you? That's
1: have? it, dude. Yeah, it, you, you, your brain will fucking lie to you, dude. But if your heart feels something, like you know, your conscious mind yeah. is it's gonna be totally different than you know than your subconscious and your and your heart and your soul and it's like your you heart just, can lie to you too. That's though. that's it too, yeah, bro. Like, here like here yeah, can. you can have ab- it absolutely can, but like. You gotta be willing to to almost risk it, you know, for yeah. the fucking biscuit if you want to. Yeah, it's a that. it's a balance, it really is. But uh, most people never are willing to get out of that comfort zone, and and uh, like you just said with the thoughts, dude, most people are so fucking comfortable all the time. Fucking, it's weird though because they're so comfortable, but at the same time, that's what's causing their their massive you know unhappiness and and uh, and, and just displeasure with life. So it's like you're comfortable and you think. You're fucking comfortable, but at the end of the day, it's like that's actually causing you to be extremely unhappy. So yeah, it's a total hey, mind fuck, dude. Yeah. It's
0: like you put you put a like a ceiling on your happiness because you're not like totally doing what you know you want to be doing or should yeah. be doing. Yeah, you're living you're like, like here, here along, in like, the you middle, have a couple extra hundred dollars a month. Right, you're living here, but if
1: you took that that discomfort for however long, you could fucking get up here.
0: Even if you go down here first, that's it. Then you're back up, that's it. Even higher.
1: Yeah, and that's it, dude. And like once you start to really meet people that have it, fucking no one has it all figured out but like yeah. once you meet people that are like truly enlightened and like you feel the fucking energy yeah. it's like oh like I want that you know yeah. what I mean like whatever it takes like and then it just comes down to a decision um, and Joe Dispenza was talking about that it's such an interesting just realm of of uh, was it quantum physics and stuff yeah. it's kind of what he talks about but some interesting stuff out there dude it's some cool stuff man it's like the next frontier we were
0: saying earlier it's like the next frontier for humans is like where can the mind take us like we've mm-hmm. explored the almost the entire earth we've explored the near space galaxy like where else can we go inside
1: yeah yeah
0: and between like uh the brain and the microbiome i think those two are very very Both. exciting areas
1: yeah yeah the stuff that Spenza talks about which is almost hard to even describe like i'm still so new into it but i it's one of those things where like i feel like the universe is pushing me into it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that next step of evolution. It's like, oh, okay, like I just need to dive into this shit and let it just push me. And the mi- the gut microbiome is huge too. Like, it, you know, th- those two areas, like you just said, are, I mean, absolutely massive for, yeah. you know, pot- unlocking potential for mm-hmm. the human race in general.
0: So we were talking a little bit earlier about like the heart. Um, I wanted to share this because. I've kind of figured out like this framework. I make decisions from my gut because I trust my gut, and then I put my heart into whatever that decision is. So like I use the, the all the information that my subconscious mind has gathered through my 29 years. Damn, I'm getting old. Yeah. Damn, you are. You're <laughs> <like> 29. Jeez. <laughs> I'm 25. Uh, I'm young. Young yeah, buck, dude. Yeah, 25 <laughs> was a good year. Um, but yeah, like so I try and make decisions from my gut, and then put my heart into those decisions. And that emotion carries into whatever that decision is, you know, the emotion from the heart. And it's been working pretty well. Mm. And yeah, it's just like the, kind of the way I like to break it down.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, I guess that's kind of the same thing for me, too, is like that gut feeling of like, which which way do I go? And for me, it's like, it's a feeling and then like weird signs, too. Like you said, like with the shower thing. And then when I moved here to India, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but when I had that decision to make of, like, do I leave Ohio? I had a, dude, I had a brand-new house in Ohio, like, in the country, like, dope spot. Like, you know, had this, this you know golden egg, basically, that I was sitting on of, like, you know, basically just riding the, the tailcoat of my mentor there and, like, as he continued to grow. And, like, I was just going to continue to build my brand off that and, and make plenty of money long-term and get more exposure. And, you know, it just felt right to move to Indy to work with Zach and become a part of Iron Valley Barbell. And as uncomfortable as it was, I just did it. And it was wild, dude. Uh, I came to Indy for a weekend, made the decision I was going to move, called my mentor at the time on Sunday, and, you know, that went, how that went, like, blocked me on fucking, (laughs) did he block me on Instagram and Twitter right away? He's fucking 40 years old. Yeah, I was like, what the (laughs) fuck? Um, he was salty, dude, and like I get it, but it was yeah, it was wild. But anywho, that week there was a transition week before I was moving here. Though there was a week period where like I, you know, uh, was still in Ohio, and then I was moving to Indy the following week. Still at my house, I had to try to sell that, and shit. That's a whole different story. But I was going to train in the morning, still obviously not at the gym I trained. at. I was going to train with one of my buddies at a different gym. Still was you know going to work out at like four or five a.m., so it was still dark out, and I'm driving through the country at you know. a.m., let's say, and I'm thinking about how crazy the situation was, dude. I was just mind-blown by the whole thing and how strong my soul was pulling me towards this and how weird the whole universe thing was, dude, and I just couldn't get over it. And then all of a sudden, dude, out of nowhere, while I'm thinking about all this shit, this giant shooting star flies right in front of my face. (laughs) And I'd seen one shooting star my entire life. I was 23 at that time. I'd seen one shooting star. But it gets fucking weirder, though, dude. So that happens, and I'm like, you know, goosebumps, like, holy shit, I definitely made the right decision. This is crazy. And uh, two days later on Wednesday, I'm driving to the gym again. At, let's say like 5.30 a.m., a little later. And I'm thinking about, again, the soul and the universe and in the first shooting star. Dude, another shooting star shoots right in front of my face. <laughs> I about shit myself. I could not believe. You know, I, I literally, it literally was one of those moments where it was like, ah, like something bigger is happening. It really made me feel like... I'm on this path that uh as long as I continue to follow the signs and do the things that I I know in my gut that I need to do, then I'm going to be I'm going to be totally fine. And it was just like, whoa, weird, dude. It really weird. You've been here like 2 years, right? Coming up uh I think it's October now. I think at the end of this month or early November I think is when I moved here. So it's coming up on 2 years. Essentially 2 years, yeah. How do you like Indy? Uh I definitely <laughs> <he's> like, uh. <laughs> I like Indy, but here's the thing though. is like I haven't really I'm not a social bug, so I don't really, yeah. you know, go out and explore much. I, you know, pretty much go to the gym. I fucking work, and um, I, you know, I was dating a girl out of town for mm-hmm. a year and a half, um, where she, you know, lived two states away. So like every few weeks, I was out of town right. for three or four days, and obviously, I wasn't going out, you know, on dates and stuff, you know. So like, I really haven't explored the city at all, and uh, so like, now's my opportunity, you yeah, know, yeah, to go out yeah. and explore and kind of see. But I, I like it. It's just I haven't really. I don't know. Like I haven't really done a whole lot in the city outside of the gym and, and come into Broad up with a podcast and I don't know. I haven't really experienced it, I guess. So it's kinda of hard to answer that question. I like it. I don't plan on living here forever though. Like that's my I don't know why. Maybe and maybe that'll change. Um that's the I, cool thing about doing a lot
0: of online business. Yeah. You can do it from anywhere.
1: That's it. And so my plan is uh, I have a house right now um, north of the city. I'm going to sell it this spring, get it ready for sale it's a good market it's not getting any better and the house isn't you know the area is not going to get any better so i'm going to sell it go get a rental with my roommates for the next couple of years whenever the market starts to hit the recession which it's coming it's inevitable you know what yeah, i mean like it goes absolutely. in waves people are like oh it's not good. it's like it's fucking coming who knows how big of a recession it's going to be obviously it depends on you know the politics and everything but it's going to happen whether it be a huge one or a small one and then you know the prices are going to go down so then i'm going to go downtown and buy um, a condo and then my long term plan is when i do Let's say whether I end up moving completely out of Indy, or I just want to travel a lot. Let's say I'm traveling four months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Either one of those options, whenever I'm gone, I can Airbnb it out. You know, yeah. a nice condo near Mass Ave or something. Yeah. Airbnb it out. You know, and even if it just breaks even and pays my mortgage. Yeah. I've awesome. seen a
0: lot of people like making a lot of money with. That's Airbnb. it. It might
1: it might make me money, but it's like if it pays it off, and then I can if I move away, I can come back here. Let's say one week out of each month, come train, hang out. Two weeks out of each month, you know, or if I'm just traveling, I can leave for a month, two months, Airbnb out, come back for a couple months. Like, there's so many options with it. But I, I love the idea of the freedom of doing, be able, be able to do whatever I want and whenever I want, like, that's the online, you know, the beauty of the online business. Is, it's a beautiful world that we live in right now, man. It's So great, much dude. fucking opportunity everywhere. There is. Everywhere. There's so much opportunity, man. You can make – people are so scarcity mindset. I find myself in that mindset, too. I'm really working on that is – start thinking, well, fuck, like, you know, like, coming off a huge month, like, last month was one of my biggest months ever, and then my mind's, like, immediately, like, well, fuck, I got to try to do it again, like, where Mm -hmm. am I going to make this money from? But it's, like, it's always going to keep flowing, you know, as long as you have a good product and you're you're continuing to develop yourself and put yourself in the right places and you're helping people, you're going to make money. I don't
0: know if you've ever listened to Ed Milette, but uh, he talks about, like, your identity and how it's, like, wrapped up in, like, everything in your life, but specifically, like, with your income, like, if you, he talked, you know, he, um, Place it like along the lines of a thermostat. So like if your identity is set at 75 and you have like an 85 month, you're probably going to figure out a way to make sure you get back to that 75 unless you change your identity mm-hmm. as you grow. Yeah. And so that's, that's something that I've been really working on. I've been really working on uh, trying to find levers. So like how can I leverage this situation to get more out of and give more to, you know, out of this situation? And like I'm finding myself like building my business now, like all my new clients I'm bringing on, Like, I'm working, I'm doing projects that are taking half my time, giving them three times as much value, and I'm able to charge twice as much, and everybody fucking wins. That's it, dude. That's so important. Yeah, so finding these levers
1: has been, like, one of my biggest focuses. That's what I'm working on with my online business too is like yeah. getting away from doing the one-on-one calls, mm-hmm. getting into a group model where we have Zoom calls every Sunday where now instead of getting a call every other week, they get a call every week, but now it's with a whole group of people. It's way more efficient for me. They get more touches with me and now they have a group to push with. They have, you know, a kind of a more of accountability with with people that are like-minded. So it's like, it's a win-win mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like just scaling essentially yeah but allowing them to that's continue the hard to work th- part it is because, like
0: especially with what you're doing like you're having these one-on-one relationships with people mm-hmm. and like trying to switch over and not spend so much time because you can't like there's only so much time in a day like I've been on the like stay up all night and day and work no, work, work 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 work, and it's like it like I grew a lot from that but yeah. it's miserable,
1: right? It's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. You so. Yeah, you can't. It's got to be a balance. Yeah, there's got to be a balance, and that's one of the cool things with that group of men too. Is like really we push balance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're all about trying to make as much money as possible, help as much, help as many people as possible, reach you know full like just human potential and and mm-hmm. reach that self actualization, uh, whatever that means. And uh, but balance is so key dude. Well, having what is, time. What to, does balance mean though? Because I don't
0: know that I'll ever have. Yeah, like life, I think, work balance. I, I think feel like balance is, is very individual
1: everything. based. I think it comes down to like figuring out a balance of like pushing yourself and, you know, and grind your face off, but having shit that like refills your cup as well, which for, you know, in the most ideal situation is that like, what you do refills your cup. But even then though, like, I love what I do, but at the same time, like I need, you know, to go out and hike and I need to be able to go out and like ride my bike and go see my family. Like that's for me balance like working, working, working and then being able to go and do those things that do refill my cup and like, you know, give me kind of a mental break. Mm -hmm. Uh, But everyone's going to define balance differently.
0: I was on a podcast last week called Goal Link, and uh, he asked me, like, do I celebrate? And I'm like, well, honestly, like, I enjoy, I'm enjoying my life so much that, like, my celebration is, like, like I have a celebration every day. At some point, like, I'm not going out and drinking and having, like, a party. That's not the kind of celebration I'm trying to have. It's just, like... Like you just said like go on a hike. Mm-hmm. Like you can build that as your own boss, you can build that into your day for whatever time whatever day you want. Right. And, like that's the best fucking freedom about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. It's like okay, so like you don't have all this free time, but you can build in whatever time that you want. Mm-hmm. That's like the biggest fucking That's how we're supposed to live. We're not supposed to sit in a fucking office all the time.
1: Yeah, under fluorescent lights. What's your biggest struggle, you know, so far being like completely 100% self-employed now? Like, what's your biggest, you know, what's the hardest thing for you? Man, there are so many. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the biggest one would probably be I'm
0: I'm perpetually biting off more than I can chew. Mm. And so, like, I'm, I mean, I, th- I feel like my gr- my reach should always exceed my grass. So, like, always do more than I think I can, even if it doesn't go well. But because that's how you grow, right? But I think the biggest issue is probably, like, not having time blocks that's kind of one thing mm. i really need to work on is time blocking same instead of just like i have a, a task list and like i get my shit done but like if i did if i got into like a rhythm every day where i did this part of my business every single day that would probably go a lot better for me it's just not like it's not in my makeup to me that's like no That's the opposite of freedom
1: even though i know it would give me more freedom that's it yeah usually it does give you more freedom yeah it's <laughs> the same thing for me i'm <laughs> the same way as like uh, we talk about time blocking all the time and it's like one of those things I just haven't prioritized. And, uh, <laughs> it's been on my list for like four months. Like, all right, this Sunday
0: I'm sitting yeah. down, I'm time blocking. Never do. There's it. some
1: guys in this group that are fucking animals with time blocking, like fucking robots too, just boom, 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 task after task after task. And, um, one of my guy one of my friends and clients actually, he's my financial advisor too. And, He's the same way, bro. Just fucking just on it. Just a fucking animal. Just task after task after task. And just loves it too, dude. Like, he's one of those guys that works his face off, but like truly loves every second of it. And even though he's doing something like, you know, financial advising, just an absolute stud with it. Uh, but that's, yeah, same thing for me, though. It's like, is is really figuring out like, uh and just really prioritizing it like a structure. Cause I wake up and I'm like, I got, and I was pretty good at it when I first started this group, was like having kind of a plan for the following day. But right now, it's like, I wake up and then it's just like, fuck well i got these things i could do and then it just causes so much extra stress and anxiety that's not necessary <laughs> so yeah. that's, this that's a good thing for us to both work on then because you know it if we if we do that it's less stress more efficiency uh more results yeah do you ever
0: i was having this conversation with myself the other week um i wake up every day so like i know things things that i have to do but i also like i wake up every day and i realize i don't know what the fuck i'm doing mm-hmm. but like i'm going forward i just don't know how the fuck it's happening or where you know. <laughs> like i literally feel you know it's like the imposter thing mm-hmm. it's like what in the world am i doing yeah but it just keeps turning out like i get better and better over time and it keeps turning out
1: you ever feel like that oh i definitely do yeah i really i absolutely can relate to that and um it's one of those things too, where it's like I know that's an area I need to improve on and get more clear with, um, but it just comes down to like really, I feel like just prioritizing it, mm-hmm. like taking the time to really just sit down and just instead of going task task constantly working, it's like taking the time to do the deeper work of like yeah. establishing all this shit, and then um, things go more smoothly. But like I said, I'm the same fucking way. Yeah. So like I feel I have a
0: pretty crystal clear vision of like my life, mm-hmm. but I like the what I'm saying like with like what in the world am I doing is like. Like, I don't understand like how I'm going every day and not going to work.
1: Yeah. Oh and, yeah. No, I felt that for the last three years for it's, sure. It's yeah. Like so
0: bizarre. I was like, yeah,
1: and back in my head, I'm like, fuck. Like, when's this? And this is something like a limiting belief. I need to work on myself, which is something I'm really diving into is like limiting beliefs that I have that are all linked back to childhood. So I'm learning therapy. Yeah. Um, but the fact that like when's the house card's gonna fall, you know what I mean? Like that, right, yeah. that thought, and it, it links back to just limiting beliefs, and yeah. usually those limiting beliefs are deep rooted in your childhood and yeah. micro traumas and traumas that you experience as a kid, and uh, just working through those things, you start to understand why those thoughts are so present. Yeah, uh, but it's like it's been working for however long, like yeah. you know what I mean? Just I kind of get a kick
0: it. out of it though. Like I don't get like I am mm, I know that you we've talked in the past about it, like you've dealt with anxiety before. I don't really get anxiety about it. I just like. I just like don't understand oh that's like, cool yeah like <laughs> what in the world is my life right right now? This is you just so kind of chuckle at it and yeah it, yeah kind of chuckle
1: at it and then just like okay well i guess i should just start here and mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes have you ever dealt with like uh any just like anxiety or just mental struggles in general not like normal struggles but like um, kind of things have you dealt with mentally the
0: i can you know i feel lucky to say this i've never had to deal with like chronic anxiety or like persistent like obviously there's been times in life where it's just like yeah, that's really life, highly stressed for yeah for sure i've never had to deal with anything like longer term um mm-hmm. i mean the first like 6 months not having a job was pretty fucking stressful <laughs> yeah for and sure that like almost that can i feel like that could if it would if it could have gone worse or if it would have gone worse i can see how that would damage somebody Easily. for the long term
1: cuz like yeah. that shit
0: was it was brutal mm-hmm. but like at the end of the day uh, I always have made my happiness a priority over pretty much everything, mm-hmm. and so that's been kind of that's been helpful. Interesting, but yeah, I mean, I think like the struggles. There's always like self doubt. It's like, do I really deserve to be doing this? Like, yeah, of
1: other course. people
0: are waking up every day and going to work at seven o'clock, and I'm I'm either going to bed at seven o'clock or waking mm-hmm. up at you know eight or nine, just kind of doing my thing. And do I really deserve this? Yeah. But then I realize like, yeah, I fucking. Busting my ass for, like, the right. last
1: six, seven, eight years. If it happens, then, you know, you deserved it. Like, there's going to be fucking luck involved in everything, but it's, like, if you're getting results, like, you most likely deserve it. You know what I mean? Um doesn't mean that you work necessarily harder than, than this guy, but, like, it's not necessarily what it comes down to. Like, you see, you, get, you know, there's a lot involved in fucking really developing freedom. and.
0: You know one thing? I did have, like, a pretty rough stretch. Like, right after college, at the very, very end of college, I was going through some tough times. And, uh, I went on an acid, I took acid and had a terrible fucking trip. It was so bad. It was like, I was so full of anxiety and it was like coming from like my day to day, Uh like cause I was going through a rough patch and like making poor decisions and stuff like that. And then, uh, I just had this awful trip and it really affected me for like six months. I was just like, so like, I've always been a really confident in myself kind of person. It shook me to the core, man.
1: Really? Yeah, it was bad. Now, did it long-term result in a positive? Like, the way it forced you to change the things you were doing on a daily basis? It long-term, yeah. So, yeah. it did.
0: And it, the long-term positive was to not take anything too seriously. Yeah. Like, these little things that go on in life, like, they're going to happen. But tomorrow, like, no matter fucking what, I don't care if, like, everybody, like, an asteroid hits Earth. Earth is going to persist. Mm-hmm. The universe is going to keep going, no matter what. So,
1: wow. I, I don't know.
0: I don't know where I was going with that. That's
1: interesting, though. Yeah, that kind of scares me about doing acid because I've never, I've done mushrooms and smoked a lot of pot, but I've never done acid. And like you're just saying, I yeah. deal with a lot of fucking anxiety. And well, the second time, so I
0: realized that, like, late. So I did it again, like six months later, mm-hmm. with one with one of the people that I did it the first time with, and I've noticed, like, okay, well. It seems to me that a lot of my uh, the anxiety I was feeling on this acid trip I was on was projected onto me from another, another person, person I'm with. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to that to
1: someone <laughs> either.
0: No, but it wasn't. It was like more of like uh, just not somebody you want to trip with. Yeah, that's okay. I yeah, feel there's it. there's people like you like if you've tripped before, it's yeah. like you know there's just some people you don't want to trip yeah, with. Yeah, right? for sure. And so it was just, like, one of those situations. But, like, having the perspective to be able to see that the second time, I was like, oh. And then all that, like, from the past six months just kind of dropped. Oh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. I uh, had a really bad mushroom trip last year where, like, so growing up, I've always dealt with, like, weird just a lot of just different mental issues Mm -hmm. um and now like i'm digging into them in therapy and like understanding them more but i mean really realistically since middle school i've been fucking straight up like just depressed however you want to define that um depressed and just fucking very anxious about Mm -hmm. everything and that's why i drowned it out for so many years by smoking fucking pot chronically yeah you know and now i'm like literally now i'm facing the fucking things that i didn't want to face for so long and it sucks but it's necessary feel good to stand up to it though it does for sure, but it's uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. But that's where like you got to be willing to be uncomfortable for a while to mm-hmm. get to that place of like ah uh, like you know feeling a new fucking level of peace and ha- and I know that's all around the turn around the corner, mm-hmm. um, but it does feel really good. But it doesn't mean it doesn't fucking feel extremely uncomfortable too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so like, you know, it's a lot of like obsessive compulsive disorder, like fucking staying up all night, flipping light switches and shit, that kind of stuff, you know, and like chronic, just not being able to get out of my head, like even in middle school, like just chronic thoughts, you know, just the craziest fucking thoughts that you would never believe. And, uh, and then a lot of social anxiety, especially going into high school and then in, like in college, like crippling social anxiety where I could hardly even like go into a lecture, even if I didn't have to talk to anyone, just like immediately, just like, full body sweat and just like just panic attack hardly breathe um especially if i had to go up and speak you know what i mean yeah, that was yeah, yeah. the worst and uh, so i masked all of that by smoking weed and um, anyways last year though i did uh i took mushrooms by myself i had a great week like things were going pretty well and went out to eagle creek and, and just like a gram of mushrooms which isn't that much but there were some strong mushrooms and yeah do like right away i could feel my anxiety like creeping oh, and i'm like man. fuck and uh by myself and do literally for mm. like t- three hours just it basically re-experienced like a ton of like childhood trauma. It was wild, just like things that were still there, um, yeah. but I hadn't experienced as 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 much. Just like at the forefront of my brain, and like all of, like the mental tendencies and stuff, which is good. And I think I need maybe more of that. Did that cleanse it out? You feel like, or no? Just brought. <sighs> no, it No, I don't up think it was surface. enough to really face it yeah. t- as much as I needed to. Um, but it made me even more aware. I think potentially like more self-aware of like what was going on. Um, and uh, and like I said. You know, I think that those kind of things can definitely be great tools to doing it, but I think there's so much more involved as well, you know, like doing the therapy and doing the the daily habits that you need to do in the meditation and and everything like that. But it was crazy, though, um, to experience. Something I want to do next year is do – I've gotten a lot more into meditation this year and talk about, you know, being alone with your thoughts and stuff. Next Mm -hmm. year I want to go and do a five- or seven-day meditation retreat where it's literally – no phones. No, that sounds awesome. Nothing. Well, it sounds awesome, but it also sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Well, like of course. Being ju- well,
0: you're gonna be. You say you're gonna be tripping.
1: No, no, no. Okay. No, no. You're totally just sober. Go do it. Okay. Totally sober. And it'll be. Um. You know, you'll you'll have a couple of probably times a day where you can go out and like walk, and you know you have a couple of meals a day, but like literally the rest of the time you're on a yoga mat breathing. You're breathing for wow. five days, like man, just working through some shit, dude, and like no escape, no fucking podcast, no stimulus, like mm-hmm. you're just present as fuck with your thoughts and your demons and your emotions and anything and everything. I think it's going to be one of the most difficult things I've ever done, which is crazy because I don't think a lot of people understand how hard that is. People that haven't done any kind of deep work at all and they haven't done any kind of meditation or you know anything of that sort and they're constantly just in this in this state of just being drowned out by fucking stimulus, I don't think they can even wrap their heads around how fucking... I mean, try 10 minutes. Like, sit in mm-hmm. a dark room for 10 minutes with no stimulus and and just you know see how difficult that is and then now go five days and it's like it's wild dude it's really fucked. because i'm right now i'm doing like 10 minute meditations a day and even that's tough at times um especially right now dealing with some emotional shit like just got through like just going through a shitty breakup and you know it's like even 10 minutes your fucking emotions just really start to just creep in and like everything that you try to push down with the daily just you know you know stimulus it's uh it all comes to the surface and it's like yeah. well fuck five days of that.
0: But I think it'd be really good. I can always tell whenever I'm feeling like creatively blocked up because I'm taking in too much and not putting out. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like that little transference of energy, like I'm listening to books, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm reading books, <laughs> reading whatever, and I'm not like putting anything out. Like it's just all getting inside and yeah. clogging up and I can always feel like mm. just like bottled you up. Do, whenever do you that do any happens. journaling? Yeah, I, I started doing journaling. Dude, it's uh it's healthy. I started like recording like I was started journaling and then I had the wildest fucking dream like I've ever had in my life. It was cr- I, like I don't even want to share it with anybody. It was just the craziest <laughs> shit. And so I woke up at like two thirty in the morning and wrote like five pages of like what was going on in this dream and what it meant and what it like what I what action I needed to take based on what I learned wow. in this dream. And it was like it was a life changing like it was part of it was like Shedding the old version of me, yeah, and I could feel it happening, like in the dream. And like the the lesson of the dream was like to let that happen, let that old the old habits and the old shit that I would do that was like holding me back, let letting it go. And
1: like it's been a marvelous like ever since then. It's like really, (sighs) wow, yeah. That's I'm in the process of doing right now is trying to like shed the. Because you just ingrain, you know, who you are is just ingrained in your fucking head and you wake up. Mm-hmm. And that's all that Joe Dispenza stuff is, is, like, he talks about, like, you wake up and you immediately go back to your, you know, you utilize the past and your memories and everything to essentially predict your future. Like, mm-hmm. we're literally just living in this you know, momentum. And at any time, you know, yeah. if you do the work, like, you can fucking literally change your life forever. And you live your life by, um, you know, like, you're literally creating your life as you go. And uh, most people are just living on fucking autopilot and just yeah. based on on what happened yesterday and what based happened fucking the rest, you know. Yeah, the other sixteen short years. Window. Yeah, but like you just said, like shedding that and yeah, easier well, said it was than weird. done. But
0: like I wasn't even chasing that. Like I just like you know what? I think I'm gonna start journaling, and so I did it. And my goal is to do it for 30 straight days, and I did like probably 27, 28, and then I went to bed. And right before I went to sleep, I was like, "Damn it, I didn't journal." Oh, it's okay. Oh wow. And then I took that. I had. I went to sleep, and I woke up and had that craziest. Holy I was like, shit. Holy shit! Like, How many days did you journal up to that point? Never. Oh, okay. I thought well, you were... Oh, before that? Before no, yeah, dream, that, yeah. It was like 27 or 28 straight oh, days. Oh, wow. And like I had never journaled before. Whoa. And so it went 27, 28 straight days, and I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then like I went to bed, and I was like, shit, I got to journal. Nah, I'll do it tomorrow. And then like lo and behold, that dream was basically about like I got to drop, I got to quit doing Whoa. that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, the same habit. old. Yeah, like the habit of like, okay, I did 28 days, that's good enough. I need to drop that. I need to... Adopt the mentality of like if uh, if something's worth doing
1: once, it's worth doing every day forever. Yeah, and so I like, I you know pick it back up and whoa, that's deep, dude. I yeah. fucking love it. Like I really do. It's, it's so therapeutic and you know especially when you're going through some shit like just being able to sit down and like kind of sift through your thoughts and um and just reflect and it's also one of those things too that's gonna be cool to look back on down mm-hmm. the road like five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years, like having all those journals like that's yeah. something I've been wanting to do for a while. My mom my entire childhood she hasn't been doing it as much the last like 5 6 years i'm always pushing her to do it or even the last 10 years but growing up since i was born all the way up until i really until like i graduated she journaled pretty consistently like she would journal um at least once a week once every few weeks and dude it was wild reading back through like getting kind of first hand perspective of like her you know uh her life as a mom of like raising me and my siblings and like you know the ups and downs and it was weird, dude. It was really fucking weird. So, like, I want that for my kids, you know, yeah. is, like, being able to, you know, share the, share these with them and, uh, and them to kind of be able to, like, wow. And then for myself, too, to, like, be able to relive that shit. And, like, oh, wow, like, that's where I was, like, you know, and here's the things that I, you know, I remember doing and going through. And, and you can almost, you know, eventually write a book around it.
0: Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's the plan, right? You know what I mean. I think all of us, like, that are trying to do something, want to have like a book at the end of it, right? Of course, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And it's absolutely possible, like you just said, like you know, if you do the right things and you fucking push yourself, like, there's no reason that you can't become whatever you want mm-hmm. to become. That's once you realize that, once you truly, truly, truly realize that and accept it, like, that's kind of where I feel like I'm at right now. Is like really trying to like wire that in my subconscious because you can say it's consciously like oh, i can do whatever i want and i have mm-hmm. the power to you know control my destiny and my future but like Repetition, teaching your subconscious yeah. that and wiring into your subconscious and getting your you know like your your entire body to believe that mm-hmm. on a cellular level which is what spenza talks about is like literally rewriting your you know genetics or whatever yeah that's when like shit really starts to change so that's kind of where i'm heading i did that along so i was
0: writing like i would write like i guess affirmations if you will Like when I started journaling, I started doing affirmations, Mm. the same ones every day. I would write basically what I want my life to look like every single day until like I beat it into my head. And it's like funny how like some of the, you know, there's a lot of shorter term ones, Mm -hmm. there's longer term ones. And it's funny how like even like I haven't been doing affirmations, but to see some of the things that that I started writing for months, like months straight. Just magically appear. Wow! It's just like it's just yeah. like man, this is too much of a
1: coincidence to not actually too. be like. Working. <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff going on in the universe, dude. There's really weird stuff that uh, seems quacky and and weird, but I think it's super real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and it's
0: it's it seems too simple. Like, mm-hmm. like okay, so you're telling me if I write something down every single day for sixty, ninety days, it's just gonna magically appear. No, that's not how it works. But what happens is like that sinks into who you become. And then you are like what you have in your life is who you are, Mm -hmm. right? Not like from a materialistic standpoint, but like the things that surround you every day are related to who you are and how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. And there's a book called Psycho Cybernetics that's like kind of. Somebody recommended that to me. Yeah. It's a really old book, but really the premise of it is like your life is exactly how you see yourself. Everything in your life is exactly how you truly mm. see yourself. And it's just like, man. So if you rewire how you see yourself, then I guess that means everything else will change. Right.
1: Yeah. And that's it. I haven't dedicated enough time to it, but like that, cause you're literally walking into your, you know, into your future and like holding yourself, yes. you know, pretty much captive by what you define yourself of because of what happened in the past. It's like, and that's really, like I said, that's just a fascinating area that I'm really diving into and realizing that like, oh, like, you know, like if I don't make changes, things are going to be the fucking exact same. But you have the opportunity to like literally life by design. Like that's what, you know, it's yes. what it is. Like you can truly design your life however the fuck you want to do it, but it's not going to be easy and there's going to be a lot of discomfort and uh, it sucks at times, but yeah. it's like, it's worth it on the other side. You know what I mean? Like it absolutely is worth it. I love that you said life by design.
0: My first affirmation like from years and years ago was I'm dedicated and determined to live by purpose and design. Wow. And it's like, man, I'm starting to, d- I'm doing yeah. this shit. Like You're I'm literally, literally doing what I love, which is my purpose mm-hmm. and I'm designing my life. Like I get to do whatever I want every day.
1: Right. Like that's cool. It's so cool, dude. It's so freaking cool. Glad we did this podcast. Yeah. This random I'm motivated. too yeah. I'm more motivated. <laughs> I am, uh, I feel fired up, uh, it's cool dude fucking just life in general man there's, there's there's so many moving pieces but it uh it's a fascinating thing it yeah. really is yeah I'm really we're really cheesing is. over
0: here just like man what a great i love these conversations where you're just talking about shit that doesn't just come up and Like everyday life.
1: No, yeah, you got to have a specific person to talk about it too. You know what I mean? Like, most people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? So, I've
0: been listening to so much Rogan. Like, it's literally the only podcast I listen to now. And, like, I've spent years and years listening to like the MFCEO project, which is like my all time favorite. Um, And, but I've been listening to a lot of Rogan, and like, he just has these interesting people on. They talk about interesting things, and there's no real topic. I'm like, man, so if I'm going to do a podcast, that's what I want it to be. I don't want it to be, like, me sitting up here preaching platitudes about, like, how you need to live your life and what you need to change. It's just like, here's what I've learned. Here's what this person's learned. We're going to have a conversation.
1: Yeah. Hopefully you enjoy it. I like that. I want to do the same thing with mine. Like, once you develop, like, a dope circle of people and mm-hmm. you have a network, like, you can just fucking just pick people's brain, dude. Yeah.
0: And uh, like whenever I was thinking about it, it's like cause I know that you've had like these other you've had psychedelic experiences, you've dealt with different things in your life and you've you know taken risks and you're an entrepreneur, it's like we're gonna have a really good conversation. <laughs> yeah. So like we'll we'll have to do this again um, pretty soon. Sure.
1: I wanna I wanna do it consistently. Yeah, yeah, I wanna keep you accountable to that.
0: Right on, I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. All right, anything fun. else? I think that's pretty much it, dude. Right on, good conversation. Yeah, that was fun. Give my money right i